0: Hello everybody, this is Francisco here, and I've got another click venture for you. I haven't done these in one of maybe, I don't know, sheesh. Might have been two years now. And I decided to get back on it and do another recording for this. This time, my neighbor has eaten my bird. It's time to get revenge. Here is your town. It is called Neighborhood City. Okay, that's that's nice we're gonna go down here this is your house you live here I agree and here is your best friend in the whole world your pet bird (laughs) George Bush I have two choices now why is my bird named George Bush and yes I love him I'm going to pick this one. You named your bird George Bush after your favorite president, George Washington, and your favorite hiding spot. Bush. Oh yeah, I remember now. I love him. That's a good name for a bird. I love him. I'm going to pick the second one. Yes, you do love him. You love George Bush the bird. Ask my bird to talk. Feed my bird a delicious worm. Pet my bird or feed my bird a battery I'm going to be a bit malicious here Let's just pick, feed him a battery What <laughs> You feed your bird a double A battery The electricity of the battery Turns your bird into a man Now I am a man Says your bird I have to go to work now Bye bye The man who used to be a bird Leaves your house to go to work his job is to be the guy at the slaughterhouse who stamps the word dead on every pig they kill. It pays $850,000 a year, so your bird can afford to move out of your house and live in a jacuzzi in the mountains. You never see him again. The end. He's going to restart from the checkpoint. Alright, so we're back here with George Bush. I could pet my bird, I could feed him a delicious worm, or I could ask him to talk. I'm gonna pet him. You give your bird a lovely pet on his head. You hear his brain rattling around in his skull like a one bean maraca. The brains of the birds are the size of a grain of rice because the only things that birds need to think about are flying around eating food. And killing people (laughs) it is a simple existence that does not require much in terms of brain size I love to pet my bird I love to hear a small brain run around in a skull you are in the middle of enjoying your bird when you hear a knock at the door answer the door you answer your door it is your mailman Hi there, says your mailman, just wanted to let you know, you didn't receive any mail today, pretty sad, goodbye, okay, slam the door and go back to looking at your bird, uh oh, here we go, you go back inside to look at George Bush the bird, but something is wrong, George Bush the bird is not in his cage, I could scream for one hour, I could scream for two hours, or I could scream until I die of old age. So I'm gonna scream until I die of old age. <laughs> you scream and scream. You scream for a long time. Years pass, and you still scream. Empires rise and fall, and you spend all that time standing in front of your empty bird cage screaming. Finally, after eons of screaming, you die of old age. Everyone just sort of knows you as the Screaming Doofus. And the only person who attends your funeral is an old lady who attended by mistake because she thought your funeral was a seminar on how to go online to me email with her grandson. Congratulations. You are dead. The end. And my... The epitaph of my tombstones says Screaming Doofus, I was born during the World Series. I died yesterday my cause of death was screaming for some unknown reason maybe he was thinking about a gigantic spider and it scared him so we're gonna go back to the checkpoint here so now the birds missing I could scream for one hour two hours I'm gonna try two hours this time you scream for two hours you missed two entire episodes of The Sopranos while you were screaming. Where is George Bush, you scream? Where's my beautiful bird? Just then, you hear a burp. Examine the burp. You turn in the direction of the burp and see your neighbor, Sid Millet. Feathers are stuck to his chin. Are eat your bird, he says. I could respond, how could you? Why did you eat my bird? I'm gonna ask why. I ate your bird because of my religion, said Millet. I belong to a religion called Christianity Plus, which is exactly like Christianity, except there's one extra rule that requires you to make a pilgrimage to your neighbor's house once a year and eat one of his belongings. This year, I chose to eat your bird. I don't like that at all. Or, is this why you ate one of my
1: shirts last year? <laughs> I'm
0: gonna click that one. <laughs> yes. I don't like that at all. I don't care if you don't like it, it's my religion, and I have to eat your bird. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to go to church for my stupid religion, which I love. <laughs> and with that, Sid Millet climbs out your window and walks down the street, leaving you alone in your birdless home. So I have four choices, I can clench my fist in rage, grind my teeth in rage, shake your hand mass ass in rage, or rip off your own head in rage. Well, I'm gonna go with the more extreme one, which is to rip my own head another tombstone with an epitaph with a shriek of rage you rip your own head off and you instantly pass away due to lack of head <laughs> Sid Millet goes on to lead a happy life after eating your bird in fact, the very next day after you die he is voted People Magazine's sexiest man alive everything goes great for him in life and he eventually dies at the age of two hundred years old, surrounded by his six hundred husbands and wives, all of whom are supermodels who like to take their tops off. Your life doesn't end up anywhere, being anywhere near as interesting as his. Seeing that you are dead, worse, you utterly fail to get revenge on Sid Millet for eating a bird. The end. So now I'm a headless dweeb. I was born nighttime. I died a different nighttime. Cause of death, no head. So let's get back to the checkpoint. So uh, I'm gonna shake my round ass in rage. <laughs> you become so angry that all you can do is shake your round ass back and forth. It's wonderful. Animals come out of the woods. <laughs> animals come out of the woods to watch your round ass shake back and forth pictured above are some of the animals that come out of the woods to watch you shake your round ass all the animals agree that they love your angry round ass (laughs) so I can keep shaking my round ass or I can just enough of that for now I'm going to keep doing it (laughs) okay you continue to shake your round ass a type of magical man called the devil from hell comes up from underground to take a photograph of your round ass circle type of ass as you shake it back and forth the devil takes the photograph of your round ass and brings it back to hell where he makes the damn soul of steve jobs Jiggle the photograph around to make it look like you are still shaking it. Your ass is round like a melon, and that's neither good nor bad. The animals that come out of the woods to watch you all start to eat <laughs> All start to eat each other I'm gonna keep shaking my round ass. You are so angry that you end up shaking your round ass for a full 17 minutes. Which is the official world record for longest time for shaking something round, especially an ass. You are shaking your round ass because you are furious. Because your neighbor, Sid Millet, pervert, ate your bird, beautiful. You know what that means, time for revenge. Your neighbor has eaten your bird. And now he must pay. It is time for you to get revenge. How would you like to get revenge on your disgusting neighbor, Sid Millet, the cruel man who ate your beautiful bird? I could eat something that he loves, or I could kill him. I don't want to go extreme and kill him just yet. I do want to see if I can eat something that he loves. Great choice. Your neighbor ate your bird, your best friend in the world, and so now it is only fair that you eat something that he loves. Go to Sid Millet's house. You walk next door to Sid Millet's house. Breaking in is going to be difficult. Sid Millet has been... Sid Millet has members of the Queen's Guard from Buckingham Palace protecting his house because he won a royal contest in London For who could fake the most convincing orgasm? The contest was held at Buckingham Palace and judged by Queen Elizabeth herself. And she said Sid Millett's fake orgasm sounded just like the real thing. And so for winning first prize in the fake orgasm contest, he was awarded royal guard to protect his house at all times. So I got two choices. Those guards are no match for me. I'll find a way to break in, or tell me more about—tell <laughs> me more about this fake orgasm contest that Sid Millet won. Well, I got—I got to figure this out, right? Oh, it was very exciting. Sid millet has got in front of Queen Elizabeth, and he made an orgasm sounds like, "Oof!" Oh no! Oh. No, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna barf into the empty barrel. I keep near my head, my bed when I have sex. And then he said things that people typically say when they're having sex, like it's horny. <laughs> it's horny times for the shit <laughs> named me. And. My dingus feels like it's going to fall off. (laughs) When Queen Elizabeth heard Sid Millet do this fake orgasm, she said, Holy shit!
1: It's like you're having... really having sex! (laughs) And then she awarded him first prize
0: for the best fake orgasm in the world. (laughs) Two choices. Wow, that's very impressive. Sounds like, sounds like my neighbor, Sin Millet has really figured out the art of fake orgasms. I'm going to pick that one. Yes, but that doesn't change the fact that he ate your bird, and deserves ruthless retribution. He's currently at church for his weird bird-eating religion, so this is the perfect time to sneak past those guards and eat something he loves. Those guards are no match for me. I'll find a way to break in. Excellent. How would you like to break into Sid Millet's house? I could disguise myself as the milkman making a routine milk delivery. I could hide inside a Trojan horse. <laughs> or I could hide inside a real horse. I'm gonna try the real one. <laughs> You go to the neighborhood barnyard to find a horse to hide inside of. You find a pretty decent horse. (laughs) I'm your hiding place. (laughs) Says the horse in a deep voiced whisper. My belly will make you
1: invisible.
0: (laughs) The horse unhinges his jaw. Like a python, and opens his mouth wide enough for you to walk right into its body.
1: (laughs) Walk walk inside of the horse, or this horse seems like a
0: (laughs) Okay, I'm going to pick that second one. Oh yeah, definitely. This horse is a big weirdo. Now it is time to walk into his mouth And hide inside of his guts Walk inside of the horse You walk inside of the horse Inside the horse's guts is a beautiful meadow With a shimmering pond and cherry blossoms Blowing gently in the breeze Tell the horse to sneak you into Sid Millett's house Or look around you at the beautiful meadow I'm going to look around first Let's, let's take a look You look around the meadow that is inside the horse's guts. In the distance you see a beautiful castle. I could approach the castle or I could forget about the castle and tell the horse to go to Sid Millett's house. I'm going to keep going inside of this horse. You, You walk across the meadow and approach the castle gate. A cat dressed like a dapper little soldier is standing guard. While well, you're just in time! Exclaims the cat guard. He opens the door to the castle and gestures you for gestures for you to go inside. Hurry, get in, get in! The competition is about to start. So I have three choices here. I could say, um, competition, or what is this place? Or I could enter the castle. I'm gonna ask what this place is. This is Horses Guts Castle, of course, says the cat guard, home to the queen of Horses Guts Meadow, ruler of all the creatures who live inside the pervert horse. <laughs> I'm going uh, to ask, and what competition is happening here? Why, the Fred Flintstone Impersonation Competition, cries the cat guard. It's the most important royal tournament in the entire realm. And if you want to compete, you better run inside the castle right away. So, I've already asked what is this place, so I'm going to enter the castle. You enter the castle and walk into the throne realm, or room. The Queen of Horse Guts Meadow is sitting on her throne, overseeing a royal court filled with all sorts of creatures. Humans, centaurs, bugs, gnomes, ogres, and so on. They're all gathered here for this spectacular event Welcome, says the queen You must be our new competitor in the royal Fred Flintstone Impersonation contest I could say Yes, your majesty I'm here to compete with my best Fred Flintstone impersonation Or, I'm sorry, your majesty There's been a mistake, I'm not here to compete Actually, I'm gonna compete, let's do this
1: How wonderful exclaims the queen we shall begin the competition right away the first competitor is sir phineas jar esteemed knight of the realm the
0: creatures of the crowd the crowd of creatures erupts into applause as a knight in shining armor enters the throne room i could applaud along with everyone else or i could boo i'm gonna boo you rudely boo as your first opponent sir phineas jar stands before the queen and her gathered subjects, and does his best Fred Flintstone impression. I'm the caveman, ain't I? Screams Sir Phineas Jar in a thick Cockney accent. I'm Fred Flintstone. I'm married to my 11 hypnotist Barney (laughs) Barney Rubble, and we have a daughter named Wilma the wife. The crowd erupts into applause. The queen gives the knight a standing ovation.
1: What a wonderful Fred Flintstone impersonation.
0: She cries, I award you a score of four caveman points out of a possible five. Sir Phineas Barr bows gracefully. Now I could say, oh jeez, that was an amazing Fred Flintstone impression. There's no way I could top that or that was nothing my Fred Flintstone impression will be way better than that and I'm gonna say that and now says the Queen
1: please welcome the next competitor Jeremy
0: Nighttime local centaur the crowd once again erupts into applause as a centaur enters the throne room I could applaud the centaur I could boo the centaur or I could mumble the word centaur under your breath and then burp. I'm gonna burp. You mumble the word centaur and then burp. A gnome standing nearby looks at you and gives you the <laughs> and gives you the middle finger. Then everyone in the throne room erupts into cheers as the majestic centaur enters. Everywhere he steps, trees and flowers bloom beneath his hooves. It is breathtaking. This is Jeremy Nighttime, local centaur. Standing before the queen and her gathered subjects, Jeremy Nighttime clears clears his throat and launches into his finest Fred Flintstone impression. I'm Fred. Fred Feldman bellows the centaur in a high pitch. Oh, wow, okay, I gotta change my voice. High-pitched voice like a screaming tea kettle
1: Wilma, uh, this and Wilma, uh, that, bam, bam, it is a farm animal that I give birth to during a hurricane every night. I ring a little bell and my niece Barney Rubble comes into my living room to hypnotize me. I'm Frittle Thunderstone, the Neanderthal, and I love to get... Caveman Diseases!
0: Once again the crowd erupts into applause. The queen is on her feet clapping and cheering. It is
1: like the real Fred Finstone is right here with us. What a beautiful impersonation of one of the most famous TV cavemen to ever be named Fred. I award you 4.5 caveman points out of a possible 5.
0: The centaur bows graciously and leaves the throne room I could say Wow 4.5 caveman points How can I possibly beat that? Or, winning this competition is going to be a cakewalk I'm so cocky right now, let's do this The queen turns to you
1: Now it is your turn
0: She says to you
1: Please, show us your best Fred finstone impersonation
0: Yes, your majesty i'm ready so you take a deep breath time to wow this whole castle with your fred flintstone impression oh boy we've got we've got four choices here oink oink look at me i'm fred freddy Frank, frankenstein i'm from 1000 years ago where was my wife And after we have caveman sex, she takes me into the driveway and runs me over with her car. Oh, hallelujah. I'm the proud grandfather of Dino and Bam Bam. Every morning, right when I wake up, my babysitter, Barney Rubble, climbs through my window and hypnotizes me. I love to be a sick old caveman named Frunky Fireman. Jesus Christ, I'm Filthy Frederick from Caveman Days. I work as a divorce attorney in Caveman Cove. My boss's name is Barney Rubble, and when I do a good job at work, he comes into my office and hypnotizes me. He makes me think I'm a rooster, and he makes me think I'm a sick old dog. I love being a caveman, but I hate being Fred Fleinstein. I was born before Christ, but I still know who he is, and I do not care for him. I can't believe this, but I'm Foghorn the Flea. A dinosaur stomps on me every second of my life, and I was born before the Vietnam War. I live in a cave with Bam Bam, the murderous infant, my wife Wilma and her son from a previous marriage, Dino the Animal. Every time Dino gets sick, I kill him by hitting him over the head with a metal folding chair. I wish I had more sophisticated ways of dealing with illness, but I live in caveman days, and killing people with folding chairs is the only thing I know how to do when people get sick. I'm Frio Fim Flam. I have a cereal called Fruity Pebbles, and eating it turns your stomach into a petting zoo for bugs. I live in the town of Bedrock, where I do not pay taxes even though I'm supposed to. Every evening, my doula, Barney Rubble, climbs out of a hole in the ground and hypnotizes me. He uses hypnosis to make me do all sorts of things. He makes me marry a cockroach and he makes me think that my tongue is somebody else's tongue that the army puts in my mouth while I was sleeping. I don't think it's a good or bad or that he hypnotizes me to do these things. I'm Theodore Finkelberg from Caveman Days. I'm going to pick the second one. That was my favorite. Jesus Christ. You finish your Fred Flintstone impression. There is a moment of tense silence in the throne room. Then, all the spectators erupt into thunderous applause.
1: That was the greatest Fred Flintstone impression I have ever seen. Shrieks the Queen. It was like the real Fred Flintstone was standing naked before us, exposing his average-sized genitals for all of us to look at. I award you 5 out of 5 caveman points and declare you the winner of this competition!
0: Everyone cheers and hollers. You are the champion Fred Flintstone impersonator of Horse Guts Valley. I'm gonna... I could take a bow, blow a kiss, or wave to my adoring public.
1: I'm gonna blow a kiss. As a reward for winning the competition, I would like to offer you the opportunity to become the Royal Fred Flintstone impersonator for the rest of time. Says the Queen, you will spend all of eternity here in this castle, delighting all the creatures of Horse Guts Meadow. With your incredible Fred Flintstone impression, you will live a life of luxury and happiness, and you will be beloved by all.
0: I could say... I accept. Or, I'm sorry, Your Majesty, but I can't stay here. I need to get revenge on my neighbor for eating my bird. (laughs) I want to accept. And so, you become the Royal Flintstone Impersonator of Horse Guts Castle. Every day, the creatures of Horse Guts Meadow gather in the throne room to hear you say things like, I'm flipped... (laughs) I'm flipped dumpster... (laughs) (laughs) I'm Flip Dumpster Dungeon from the Munta Caveman. My piano teacher, Barney Rumble, is parachuting out of the sky to hypnotize me as we speak. When they hear you say these things, all the creatures gathered around you, applaud and throw flowers at you. It is a very nice existence. If you wanted, this is how you could spend the rest of eternity. But despite all the accolades and adoration, Despite the luxury and glamour of your life, you can never truly feel happy, for in your heart you know you have unfinished business. Your neighbor, Sid Millet, ate your beloved bird, George Bush, and you still need to get revenge. In your heart you know you cannot stay. While everyone is in the castle is sleeping, sneak away to continue your quest for revenge. You leave the castle and return to the meadow. Time to use this horse you're hiding inside of to sneak into Sid Millet's house and get your revenge. Tell the horse to go to Sid Millet's house. From inside the horse's belly, you tell the horse to go to Sid Millet's house so that you can sneak inside. You're my secret, (laughs) whispers the horse in his baritone voice. I'm the reason nobody knows where you are. He then gallops to Sid Millet's house with you concealed inside of his guts. Ride to Sid Millet's house nestled inside the horse's beautiful guts. The horse approaches Sid Millet's house. You hold your breath and stay hidden inside of his guts. The horse walks up to the royal guard, standing watching at the front door. I have a secret criminal deep inside deep within me. The horse whispers to the guard. my belly my my belly is a My belly is a my belly is a, belly is a, belly is a palace of mischief the, the permanent horse screwed it all up i hate this stupid horse the jig is up i'm gonna say the permanent horse screwed it all up the guard looks at the horse for a long moment that sounds incredibly suspicious says the guard what i'm going to let you in anyway because the first rule of the queen's guard is always always let wild animals into Buckingham Palace. The reason for this is the uh, Queen Elizabeth likes a chase around Buckingham Palace but wild animals like Jaguars I always well, her Husband Prince Philip her around with a boombox playing the Betty Hill <laughs> you think. Even though know, the same marriage house and not Buckingham Palace, It is still my sworn duty to let this horse into the house, you are afraid to go inside. (laughs) The guard steps aside and invites the horse to go into Sid Millet's house with you hiding inside of his beautiful guts. Enter Sid Millet's house concealed inside of the horse. The horse is now standing around inside of Sid Millet's house. How would you like to get out of the horse's body? (laughs) <laughs> walk out of the horse's mouth or <laughs> burst out of the horse's belly <laughs> I'm gonna burst out <laughs> loudly and violently you burst out of the horse's belly <laughs> horse guts and meat go flying in all directions <laughs> Or give birth to my secret. Master <laughs> the horse. I sh- I swallowed a trick, and then the trick exploded out of my boy womb. <laughs> out of my boy womb. Time to die, a happy horse. <laughs> the horse whispers the word.
1: THE HORSE WHISPERS THE WORD! (laughs) THE HORSE WHISPERS THE WORD! (laughs) Orgasm! And then dies! (laughs) Jesus Christ! Well at
0: least I'm inside You are inside Sid Millett's house Standing in his living room Time to find something he loves And eat it Swallow his favorite Hawaiian shirt Swallow his prize winning cactus Swallow his signed photograph of Harry Styles Let's see what this cactus does you decide to swallow Sid Millet's prize-winning cactus. Where would you like to look for his cactus? Look in his cactus room, or look in his Mick Jagger room. Well, we gotta check out that Mick Jagger room. You enter Sid Millet's Mick Jagger room. Mick Jagger's in there. I drink, oh, I drink a little water to make my hairy very slick and dry. I don't know. I can't do a Mick Jagger impression. Mick Jagger says that's pretty interesting but I don't have time to learn about how you drink polluted lake water I'm looking for Sid Millet's cactus so I can swallow it or I could say wow tell me more about how you drink polluted lake water I, I want well, actually, I'm, let's listen to them I'll tell you all about it says Mick Jagger every night oh, I, I get I don't know weird southern guy ever not After the rest of the Rolling Stones have either fallen asleep or died, I sneak down to a polluted lake that is contaminated with nuclear waste from a nearby shampoo factory. I take a bucket, I fill it up with polluted lake water, and I drink the poisonous water in order to make my hair very slick and dry, which attracts pigeons and vultures should live in my hair like a nest. <laughs> I could say, that's pretty neat, but I've got to find Sid lots cactus now. Or, why do you want pigeons and vultures to build... An-? Yeah, I, I want to keep listening to why he wants pigeons and vultures to nest in his hair. Well, when I'm hungry, I, I eat them, says Mick Jagger. Most people need to go to the supermarket for their vulture meat, but not all Mick Jagger. I got a vulture nest right up on top of my head. And when I'm feeling hungry, I can just reach up and pluck a bird out of my head and stuff it into my mouth. The moral of the story, always drink polluted lake water so that you can eat a few free vultures with the raw bird meat makes you incredibly sick. <laughs> Well, that is very cool. Thank you for telling me about that, Mick Jagger. Now I need to leave to find Sid Millet's cactus. Oh. Should look into his cactus room then, says Mick Jagger. I think that's where he keeps his cactus. Thanks, Mick Jagger. And go check Sid's cactus room. So, we're going to thank him. We're we're headed off to the the cactus room. Yes, there it is. Sid Millet's Prize-winning cactus. The prize that this cactus won is most foul mouth cactus at the international cactus competition. Shit and bitch says the cactus. You're my shit ass. My ass is a bitch. Sit around and listen to the cactus say some more <laughs> profanity. Or wow, this is one foul-mouthed cactus. I'm gonna keep listening to this cactus. "'My own ass is my personal bitch,' says the cactus. "'My shit's name is Fuck!' (laughs) "'Wow, this cactus is really cussing up a storm. "'No wonder it won a prize "'for being the most foul-mouthed cactus in the world. "'Well, time to swallow it to get revenge on Sid Millet.' "'Swallow this cactus to get revenge on Sid Millet.' "'You swallow the cactus.' A bitch is a top of ass, mumbles the cactus as it disappears into your mouth. No sooner have you eaten the cactus when you hear an anguish cry. Turn to examine the anguish cry. It's Sid Millet, looking on in absolute horror. My cactus! Oh my god! Oh no! An- oh, oh Jesus! He screams my foul mouth cactus that i loved i'm gonna say that's right sid i've eaten your beloved cussing plant this is for eating my bird you fiend or yes feel the torment feel the misery vengeance is mine that will teach you to eat george bush the bird <laughs> Cackle maniacally." I'm going to cackle maniacally. I love my foul mouth cactus. Sobs Sid Millet. He, com- he is a completely broken man. Every morning, I would walk into my cactus room and say to my cactus, Good morning, my cactus. And my cactus would reply, The bitch of my ass is the fuck of my shit. And I would smile because I knew uh, the most foul-mouthed cactus in the world. He weeps and weeps, utterly destroyed. <laughs> I could say, yes, yes, weep, Sid Millet, weep. You were a rude neighbor Wait, my bird, and your pain brings me great joy. <laughs> or, holy shit, I love man <laughs> I'm going to pick that one sid millett continues to sob i don't want to have a brain anymore he howls the top of his skull slides open like a car sunroof and his brain launches out of his head and into the sky <sighs> what watch sid millett's brain fly through the sky the brain cells sails through the air and is caught by a passing businesswoman Gross, she screams it's some guys penis <laughs> some guys penis she throws the brain in the garbage and continues on her way Sid Miller is now dead no brain you have done it you have gotten revenge on your neighbor for eating your bird how does it feel so I have four uh, like five choices incredible beautiful Feel like God? I feel like God's babysitter, who gets to yell at God for misbehaving. I've never felt so satisfied in my life. I'm gonna pick the babysitter one. You are about to go home when all of a sudden you hear a deep baritone voice declare, "I have returned." Turn around to see who it is. It is your bird. George Bush, back from the dead. George Bush, I have three choices.
1: George Bush, you're alive, but how? Hell yeah, it's my dead friend, the bird George Bush. Scream because
0: this might be a ghost bird. I'm gonna scream. You scream because this might be a ghost bird. Do not be afraid. Says George Bush, I am not a ghost. I have simply become alive again because of the power of revenge. I can also speak fluent English and Mandarin now because of revenge.
1: Revenge is the most noble and most powerful thing a person can do. And by getting revenge for my death, you have brought
0: me back to the land of the living. Revenge made everything better i could say that's amazing there's nothing truly there's truly nothing revenge can't do or what was it like to be dead i I actually want to know that (laughs) it was very boring to be dead says george bush when i was eaten by sid millet i went to bird heaven which sounds like it would be good but it was actually awful the only thing there is in There in bird heaven is this old guy named Jungle God, who is the jungle version of God.
1: Jungle God sucks. All he does is walk around name dropping people he met in Hollywood in the 1940s. You're trying to enjoy bird heaven, but then Jungle God will show up and say something like,
0: Did I ever tell you? about the time Lauren Bacall threw a hornet's nest at me as a science experiment? Or did I ever tell you about the time Orson Welles changed my legal name to Peter Wells, the child, and then made me pose as a son so he could write me off as a dependent?
1: it was very annoying I did not like being in bird heaven with jungle god so I am glad you committed the righteous act of revenge and brought me back to life
0: I could oh I only have one choice I'm glad too it seems like there's nothing that revenge can't do
1: yes that is correct revenge is the best it makes you feel better and when you get revenge all your problems are solved everyone should seek revenge for my for every slight committed against them if they did the world would be a happier place now take
0: me home take george bush back home you bring george bush the bird home and put him back in his cage the two of you live a very happy life together. Through the power of revenge, you have punished your rude neighbor, Sid Millet, the idiot who ate your bird because of revenge. Your bird came back to life. Your life is perfect until the day your head falls off for no reason when you turn 100 years old. You get buried in Abraham Lincoln's tomb. They toss Lincoln's corpse out into the middle of the highway in order to make room for you. George Bush the bird delivers your eulogy, which mostly consists, consists of a, a profanely laced plot summary of the movie Roadhouse. Everyone agrees that it's the best eulogy they've ever heard. The moral of the story? Revenge solves all your problems. The end. Well, folks, that's it. I saved George Bush or George Bush came back to life due to my ability to exact revenge. Thank you for listening. I hope you will listen to the other entries in this series, which I'm hoping to get back into the fold. You can also follow me on a lot of things. You can check out my other channel, Sports Goose, for podcast that I do with my buddies every week. And that's it. So, bye-bye.